0: Pcast presented by CDE Light Band. Each week, we take you around Austin Speed Athletics Department. Occasionally, the OBC, Thanks to our good friends at CDE. Thank you to our friends at CDE, and thanks to you, our listeners. I am Colby Wilson. He is Casey Krieger. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin Speed podcast. Still basking in the glow of a live sporting event, Casey. How are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. We will get to that in a minute because for the first time since March. I had to write the recap part back in here because we played a game last week. Woo! Woo! But first... But first... Two notes for
1: housekeeping. One, we have our first Casey's Apartment update in a little bit. There's no update. Still waiting on new carpet. Oh, I thought that was the update. (laughs) No, yeah, the the update is there's no update.
0: Okay, never mind. I guess we could have... We'll just cut this part. Uh, In actual news that's relevant... um, Vince Gully, America's grandpa, uh living legend, greatest broadcasting voice. Not just in the history of professional baseball, but for my money, the history of professional sports. History of professional ever. I don't I don't even know what that means
1: necessarily. Yeah. But well yeah. you're not smart enough to get it.
0: Vince Gully has a Twitter. Not just a Twitter. Vince Gully is on the media, les sociales. Yeah, Vince, all over the place.
1: Uh, what was it? I saw a couple months ago. Twitter had that thing where you could like have the tweets read in your own voice. The only person allowed to use that feature is Vince Gully. Yeah, I would. I I want. I he, don't want him to tweet words. I just want everything to be a video. Yeah, tweet I them. I only. I don't. I'll leave. Like I said, I'll take the voice read tweets, and but like they have to come in his voice, and nobody else is allowed to use the feature because they'd ruin it. Good afternoon, friends. Like nobody can do it. Hey, it a good and pleasant afternoon. And a pleasant afternoon to You're you wherever to you Dodger are. You're listening to Dodger Baseball. Yeah, nobody, nobody has a good Vin Scully in the bag. Nobody. I don't even think Caliendo's got that one. No, no. It's like, just... You can take all the impersonators. Caliendo, Hank Azaria, none, none of them have Vince Scully.
0: No, no. He's a, he's a national treasure, and now he's on the tweeter. Other national treasures. The first, the first. college football game of 2020... Was the Austin P. Governors. Boy, it was exciting. We did it, everybody! Hooray! We did it! Yeehaw! It, uh, the, the opportunity, just, you know, in the before times, if we can think back that long ago, this was going to be a fun opportunity anyway. Week zero, a clash of FCS playoff teams, conference champs, a rematch from last year. It was a good time already. Right. And then... Schedules came out People quit playing And then more people quit playing And then more people moved later And then all of a sudden There you are And you get to week zero And it's just the Govs Just the Govs
1: I mean everybody was tweeting about the Govs
0: Everybody was tweeting about the Govs Reggie, uh, Bush, Barrett Reggie Bush Barrett Salih Barrett Saleh. My gut went viral sort of Sort of I mean, if you consider my gut going viral being in
1: the background. You almost got hit by a fan. I did almost get hit see, by a fan. See, everybody keeps talking about the fan, and I all I can see in the fan video is you missing narrowly by six inches getting dropped by a fan. No, I stepped, no, here's you what You ha- stepped it. You're right. You did step. I stepped side. left. Everyone else
0: stepped right and it went directly right when that big dude from UCA yeah, <laughs> trucked trucked the uh the huge fan with
1: impunity. He, he went th- viral twice because he kinda he kinda trucked Jonathan Edwards too. Sorry, buddy. Yeah,
0: well that that happened and you know. He
1: hit the fan harder.
0: He he hit the fan much harder. <laughs> he hit the fan much harder, and that. Do you remember the little uh, gully that was like right? Yeah, yeah, it went down in there. It did. It went down in there, and then there was a a case behind it that went completely down in there.
1: Good. Yeah, good. I mean, not good. I guess not. That's just H-
0: hilarious, maybe. Yeah.
1: Hilarious, hilarious, adorable. Yeah,
0: for. actually, I think that was Robbie's own personal case, so it probably wasn't very funny to him. Oh, never mind.
1: I, it's not funny. Yeah,
0: it's not funny. Poor Robbie. Um. Anyway, the the game is well. The game was fun do we do we talk about the game or do we talk about the bizarro everything that it's the weirdest sporting event I've ever witnessed personally. It was a good game too it, oh no, it was, it was a lots great of things to talk about. It was a great game it was an odd event where what do you want to talk about first let's talk let's talk let's talk atmosphere i mean let's talk atmosphere it's it had it was hot I was gonna say it had patrons, which is not socially distant patrons- so, socially distant patrons I will say. Kudos to our fan base, who seem to do and a, our players a much better. Well, definitely our players, but especially our fan base, for doing a much better job than what we were seeing from the UCA
1: fans. If it was a mask wearing contest, Austin P won.
0: Yeah, Austin P won pretty handily.
1: We won the mask wearing. Uh, nearly
0: won the football game.
1: Nearly won the football game. Boy, that C.J. Evans run to start things off.
0: Golly, man, that was such. That was a moment because I mean, first game of the season. For anybody, first live collegiate sporting event since March. The very first play from scrimmage. C.J. Evans' first
1: play of his collegiate career. Take the pitch, hit the hole, zig zag six. So I didn't see it till C.J. was on about the forty, going or the Central Arkansas forty, because like we had just kicked off. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna type a, all yeah. right, folks, here's the kick. The ball's in the air. Let's let's play some football. So I'm sitting there typing away, and like I had just opened QuickTime so in case we get like a clip early. And QuickTime, my QuickTime interface to record the clip had changed. So I was kind of looking at that like, what's Hello. going on here? I don't like this. And then all of a sudden, Cody starts tapping me. on, sure, Casey, clip, big clip, big clip. And I look up, and CJ's on the, <laughs> CJ's on the 40, the 35, the 30. And then he scored. And Cody's it like, clip, clip. And I'm like, I, I don't know what's going on. They changed my clipping interface. And luckily, I got it because about the 10-second delay. Yeah, that helped was a lot. On because you can't rewind live games on ESPN. You can only rewind ESPN+. Plus. Yeah, contest. So if I would have missed it, we Ooh would have missed boy. it. So sh- not a shout out to QuickTime because we nearly missed it thanks to them.
0: Well, I'm glad you said something about the QuickTime change because now I'm gonna have to. Well, no,
1: it looks like the one that you have. Oh, okay, good. Mine, That's fine. It, like mine, like reverted back to the old one, uh, or maybe it reverted forward? forward. I don't know because it looks older than the one I used to have, but.
0: Okay, well at least I'll know where things are in case but that I don't was know. My fun, we fun take story the of opening, the first play. in case we take the
1: opening kickback against yeah, Pittsburgh. Maybe, I'm maybe, ready. maybe open it up and have it ready before the game starts to see if you're used to it. Because, like I said, clip big clip, and I'm just like, oh, what do I do? When
0: Evans ran through those two arm tackles and hit the afterburners,
1: like holy cow! He, he found that other gear. Yeah,
0: he when he hits that other gear, uh, he's going to be a problem for the next three years and 11 games.
1: Boy, you had a little bit of lightning and thunder going on with him and Snead, too. That sure was nice.
0: Yeah, it sure was. It was good to see Snead get out there and just get some reps. Right. Because he hadn't had to get n- back in the flow. Yeah, he's got to get back in the flow. I mean, it was a tough game. Uh, you know, it's early in the season anyway. Offenses aren't going to be just clicking merrily along like the defense is typically far and away ahead of the offense your first couple of weeks you saw of the that. season. Well, then you, add, you factor in the layoffs and the starts and the stops and everything else that everybody's had to do this year. And, I mean, you're going to see some big-time defensive performances, kind of like the ones we got from the governors. Jack McDonald. Troy Henderson
1: led the Govs in tackles. Troy Henderson. The right? first college football player to ever make a tackle wearing the number zero.
0: Yep, the next time you're faced with Alex Trebek and you need to be able to make that answer.
1: What is Troy Henderson, Jr.? What is Troy Henderson Jr.? Who is Junior? Troy Henderson yeah. Jr.? <laughs> He's a, fo- He's a football excuse player. Excuse me. <laughs> um, I thought that offensively, once we kind of got into a rhythm, we looked pretty good. Uh, you know what hasn't changed for that offense? Jeremiah Oatesville still got the magic tricks in the bag. The
0: magic man.
1: I mean, the the, the shovel to Benico that ended up being like a 25-yard play after he slipped through like four defensive linemen and shovels it 10 yards down the field. What? I mean... No, Nobody else does that. No. Like no. John, like Johnny Mansell did that, but, like.
0: <laughs> the, the amount of people on social media comparing J.O. to Zach Efron that was, was hilarious.
1: That was very funny. I, I'm i glad it happened. Yeah,
0: I'm glad I was there for that. really uh, favorite
1: for the Heisman people are saying. Yeah, I mean,
0: many fine people, and you're hearing it more and more. I mean.
1: There's, like, four options available. It's, like, J.O. LeJuan Washington. Was, Winningham. Winningham. Yeah. Uh, C.J. Evans and uh, Braylon Ellis. Those are, yeah. your, those are yeah. your four options. Jack it, it, McDonald's right in fifth right place. Yeah.
0: Uh, Jack, again, looked really good. Um, I thought that our secondary looked pretty good. Awesome.
1: I like our secondary. Nathan Page, Cam Ruffin, some nice additions. Jonathan. Edward's still back there at safety. Isaiah Norman moving over to corner. Ruffin hits. Ruffin hits people. Ruffin's a big dude. He's a big dude, like and when he lays hat. I remember when Eric was doing his photo shoot to photo shoot, just get like generic pictures to use in graphics, like a guy in a number 20 jersey, just just standard football shots to use in the background. And Eric's like, hey, we need somebody that looks good in the jersey. And they're like, all right, we got you. And they sent over a defensive back, and I was like, not, not usually the choice there. And then you start looking at it. And he is a large defensive back.
0: Chiseled. Chiseled, chiseled.
1: out of granite. <laughs> Which is good if you're hitting people. It is good if you're hitting people. You can almost play like that little hybrid linebacker spot, you would think.
0: I think he may get some looks kind of in that star role, maybe down the road.
1: Yeah, if he wants to keep keep moving up to the next level or something. Because I don't think I mean I feel like a safety you've got to have a little more speed, but like at this level he's he's really good at safety.
0: Yeah. Um do we Do we talk about the the long snapping. Here's the thing.
1: Don't don't hate on Cam Miller, guys. Yeah,
0: come on. Cam Miller got, Cam Cam Miller, Miller got Cam Miller handed, handed an impossible task. Thursday. Cam Miller got handed an impossible task and did it to the absolute
1: best of his ability. He was perfectly fine on field goals. People, yeah. Everyone overlooks how good he was on field goals yeah. for the two bad snaps on punts. Which... I just – I don't know how you here's, – Here's what I want all you people trashing Cam Miller at your house to do. Go out in the backyard, start trying to long snap 35 yards to a point. Not – is it like 17 yards? Not good. 35. I don't know why I said 35. good golly. Go <laughs> up go out back, make somebody <laughs> stand 17 yards behind you and try and long snap to him. Oh, and by the way, you have to stand up and block somebody at the same time. Or get down the field and try to make a tackle. Or get down the field and try and make a tackle.
0: I bet you can't do it. No, the dunking that he got on was just – it was unfair. But also, like, no, nobody – knew like it it was easy to sort of be like wait what's this guy doing here but don't hate on our don't, guy don't don't hate on our dude he did the he did the absolute best he could when handed when tasked with an impossible situation i don't know who would have gotten who would have had 3 days to do that And done any better? And he
1: played linebacker. Oh yeah, (laughs) he played linebacker. Yeah, people forget that you you can't take it easy on our guy. He's a good football player. He's a really good linebacker. Yeah, I I won't. I mean, obviously, he wasn't brought here to be a long snapper.
0: No, he he was handed it and did the absolute best he could do with it. Uh, We're I personally proud of Cam Miller for doing what he did with. An impossible not a lot of ask. people would go out there and do that. Yeah. No. Well, he well, could have. He could
1: have just as easy been like, "No, I don't want to do that." Yeah. Like, I'm, we're on, we're on I, national I'm, TV. I'm all set to not embarrass uh, myself I, on national I'm television. Good. And he didn't. He did what was best for the team, and he did his best. So, take it easy on him. Yeah.
0: Um, the last, I, th- I think Ralph Russo kind of summed it up the best when he described the game as a 75-yard touchdown on the first play. Fifty-three minutes of pooch punts and then six minutes of Big Twelve football because the last six minutes
1: was getting up and down the field. And no, we were moving that ball. Jay Parker breaking through that secondary on that catch to set us up at what the twenty-five. Yeah, that 40. was He's a, quick. That was a beauty, uh, Jay. <laughs> you finally saw Jo set his feet and drop a good ball in there. Finally, which was yeah, Jo d- get he finally kind of got in a rhythm there on the last drive.
0: That plus like he was, I I'll give UCA a lot of credit. They. They didn't make it easy on him. We ran pretty well, I thought offensively, but he just never he didn't he wasn't able to just drop 7 and fling it. Like he had to move around in the pocket a little bit even when he wasn't being like rush rush. He like, also
1: hasn't played football in over a year. There's that too. And that's like, let's, let's let the guy get get into a rhythm a little bit.
0: Yeah. No, I thought I thought when when he executed he executed just as well as we've ever seen him do.
1: Uh, and I think that, you know. Maybe there weren't as many big plays as usual. He didn't have the deep bomb. He didn't have anybody. But I, I mean, he put that one on a rope to Jay. He put that one. He had a couple good throws to Panico. Yeah. Like, it will be fine. He'll it, be fine, guys. Yeah, he's going to be great. When the spring rolls around and we're playing these OVC teams. I mean, oh, they don't want They don't. They don't want, want any
0: part of, this of number smoke. six. No, they don't want any of that smoke. I think, if that, I think if there's another 20 seconds on that clock, we punch in the end zone and win. It's just, you ran right out of time.
1: I mean, you just left a minute and a half on the clock instead of 20 seconds, which would have been cool, but you're yeah. not going to not take the touchdown. No. No, no not. So, that's where we are. It was a yeah. good game. It was a good game.
0: It was great to get out there. It was great to, I mean, you know, you, you saw walking across Edmund Pettus Bridge.
1: Uh, I just thought that that was cool. The whole experience was cool. Um, if you want to hear more about the game, tune into the Austin Peay Coaches Show tomorrow night at 6 o'clock on ESPN Clarksville. That's how you do a plug there, buddy. That's right. Real proud of you. All right, we'll take a break and bring back
0: in Garrett Spain of so, uh, the Austin Baseball team right after shed, this. Looking
2: like a red rice sitting in the driveway. Bottle of Ciroc with and a Kool-Aid. She done pulled up like I'm getting rid of weights. So are you tired from running through my mind? Take a break and we can have a good time. Show you moves like I'm the new James Brown. Me and you should get a room right now. Because if it's gold, I'll throw it away. You're worth more than every single chance. It ain't gonna work if you don't want it to Best drink I take is when I'm sipping you You know where I go when we're dancing Handshakes in the Hamptons And getting drunk in the mansion Today we have with us
0: Garrett Spain of the Austin Peay Baseball Team Local boy made extremely good As he came to the Governor's uh, and really, just from day one, became a focal point of the the offense, a leader in the lineup, and an all-around talent on the field. Um, unfortunately, we only got to see you in what sixteen games last year. Something like that. That that was a that's uh, not what we were wanting out of uh, the sophomore year for Garrett Spann. Garrett, thank you for coming in today, and welcome. Thanks for having me. I want to talk to you about hockey first because we don't meet many people who have an extended hockey background, and you do, despite being a mid-state kid with, you know, not a ton of access to
3: rings. Mm-hmm. Just tell me a little bit about how you fell into it. Um, I was about four or five, saw hockey on the TV, the Preds, um, saw my favorite player of that game. There was a fight that happened, immediately was attracted to it. Uh, about two weeks later, I got convinced my dad or my mom to take me up to Nashville, um, took me skating for the first time from there it just bloomed so I started when I was probably four or five skating playing games when I was six seven and stopped probably when I turned 17. The
0: just what's it like is it similar to the travel culture for baseball where you you, your weekend is just going from tournament to tournament or is it different what's the what's the whole youth hockey vibe like because we just don't have I don't have much background and I don't know much about it. So
3: um What I was doing my last two years of hockey, I was waking up at 530 in the morning, um, going to Nashville before school, practicing with my team, um, and then heading back, getting back to school by third period. My first two classes uh, were online. Um, Got to do that. Uh, Other than that, it was weekdays. We would travel up to Nashville three or four times, Monday through Friday. and then Friday night or Thursday morning, depending on what was happening, if we played the next day, we would leave. We only had probably one tournament in Nashville um, every year, if that. Every else, everything else was up north. Uh, we had one maybe in Atlanta, one in Florida. The rest of it was closest to us was St. Louis. In the era of hyper-specialization, how valuable
0: was it to be a multi-sport athlete at a high-level like you were with baseball
3: and hockey. I think uh, the best but hardest thing for me was it gave me two pathways to choose as I kept growing up um, to pursue whatever one I wanted to. It just happened I chose baseball. Um, But hockey, it brings physical aspect, mental aspect, everything you can think of. Um, Hockey has uh, a lot of forearms, uh, wrist, legs, uh, which obviously helps in baseball when you're swinging, um, and you just have to make sure you work with your team, just like in baseball. Hockey and baseball are similar in how the teams work together. Do you think you could have gone on and continued competing at a high level playing hockey? <laughs> I get that question a lot. Uh, I like to think I could. Um, it would. So, hockey, you play 16, and then you play 18, and then... Between that span, 16, 18, maybe 19, you go to um, the juniors, that's the USHL, NAHL, um, and you stayed there for a year or two, and then you get um, your opportunity to go play college hockey. Unless you're just a stud, then obviously you're going when you're graduating high school, but that wasn't me. Um, I wasn't that good, but I would like to think that if I got another two or three years, I would have had a chance to play hockey somewhere your walk-up music for your at-bats, and don't ask me why, it just seems to
0: come up a lot. Something about uh, crashing the Bugatti, Tats on My Body, I don't know what it is, but people ask me all the time, like I had something to do with it, like, I wonder how Spain arrived at the the
3: the walk up music. So I'm just gonna clear the floor here and just let you kind of run with that for a second. Um I never really paid attention to walk up music until my freshman year of high school. Um and then it progressed from there. Sophomore year I did uh Welcome to my house or my house. Um and then junior year did Deads by Migos and then so Deads had Culture and then they had Culture Two my senior year. Culture uh one had deads, culture two was my senior year, they had open it up and that's what it is now. Um, They're very similar, same beat. And I really liked open it up. And then I couldn't think of a walk-up song my freshman year here. So like, I'll just use that. I loved it, so, and it worked out for me. And then used it freshman year, worked out for me last year, used it and didn't work out as well, but it's still, it's still part of me and I love it. I get asked about that a lot too. You're a Clarksville native, right? Right. Born and bred. Born and bred. How important was it for you to stay local for college? Um, I really didn't have the opportunity to go anywhere else, but because uh, Austin P was my only offer. But uh, wait, 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 wait. So everybody else just whiffed on you? Right. I had a couple. Wow. Couple smaller schools looking to me that weren't D one, but Austin P was the only D one offer I had, and um, no JUCO offers none of that why Cause i was because you're short i guess I don't, i'm not sure i always ask myself that question too well it's worked out yeah i mean did okay so that like how much does that fuel the fire for you a lot um just going to play especially the local schools being here we play a lot of the local area five hours or closer all those guys had a chance to recruit me and, and not everybody one passed yep uh and it just – now I get to go out there and be like, hey, this is what you missed on. I'm happy here. It's your fault. So it means a little something to stick it to Western yeah. or stick it to Middle Tennessee.
0: 100%. You room with uh, Gino, Matt Jocelyn, and Luke Brown, right? Those are my boys. What's the uh, – the I love the the baseball house culture thing because it's so much different than every other sport where you guys just all get a house or get a place together and just are around – Mm
3: 24-7. What's what's it like living with the the group? Uh, It's awesome. Um, We have our good times all the time. Uh, Every day we see each other. We end up laughing, smiling every time we're together. Um, Luke, Gino, and Matt, you're always on edge. Uh, Whether Gino's doing something or Luke's cooking or Matt's watching first take, um, those are my boys. I love being with them. You were freshman All American, and
0: I see seeing that again now. You're freshman All American, OVC Freshman the Year, and you had one offer. That is astounding, given all the the background and everything else that you had to fight through to earn those things. How much do they mean to you?
3: Uh, a lot. Um, <laughs> being in this conference that means a lot to me. Being a freshman and getting those awards, I mean, that meant a lot to me. Um, really. Uh, Jansen coach Jansen believed in me coaches believed in me my teammates believed in me I had the support from them I had the support from uh, my high school guys my friends and then most importantly my family my mom and my dad and then my grandparents they uh they supported me a lot and it really fueled me to get up there and pursue those goals because they let me know that I could achieve them even if I didn't feel like I could Your freshman year, you guys beat Vanderbilt, thanks in large part to your
0: school record-tying four-walk day. Uh, What was the
3: feeling of taking down number one like? Uh, Feeling like no other. I I still – it was incredible. That's all I can really say about it. Um, It was awesome to see our whole team come together and fight together. And we knew whenever we scored those – first two or three runs in the eighth inning or whatever inning it was that uh, we had a very good chance because they they looked like they were either wanting to get out of there or they were struggling to do a lot of stuff, and they weren't together, and we were, and it was awesome. It was a good sight to see. How much do you feel unsatisfied by your sophomore season and just the unfinished business that was left? Very, very unsatisfied. Um, Just the season getting cut short being taken away. Um, obviously, there's a reason for that, but it sucked, uh, especially where I was stat-wise, if I'm looking at it as an individual standpoint. As a team-wise, it sucked also because I know we were better than what we showed, 6 and 10, or whatever we finished at. Um, there's a lot of a lot of unfinished business that I think me and all the guys that were there last year are really agitated about and want to prove that that was just that shouldn't have happened.
0: How did you spend the time you'd usually spend at the field? Because, I mean, during the spring, that's
3: your life. That's what you're doing, and all of a sudden, it's done. It was whether it was the only time I could throw during the month of well, that time when, when, we, when the season ended and probably like a month later. I uh, was with my dad in the backyard, um, and that was probably two times a week whenever he'd get home from work um I'd go I'd live with my mom and then whenever my dad would come back I'd go see him um but I'd go back and forth from Ashland City where my mom lives in Clarksville working out at my dad's and then going back home built cornhole boards with my mom we built flags we built a lot of stuff and just I mean it was it was good quality family time which I enjoy yeah did you appreciate uh, I mean I know the the reason why I sucked but it also gave you a little bit of an
0: opportunity to do some things you wouldn't normally get to do during that time
3: right I, like I haven't had a summer off worth nothing since I was probably nine years old and um being able to spend basically every day with my family whether that be my dad my mom my mom's sisters um it was it was really cool and I enjoyed it I soaked it in because I don't know how many more times I'm gonna be able to do that with all these sports that are gonna end up happening in the summer and with me getting out of college all that stuff Garrett, what is your favorite word favorite word um, can i do like two words sure kick rocks <laughs> <laughs> what is your least favorite word um probably hate who or what inspires you my family what's the last book you read for fun for fun (laughs) Uh, probably some Harry Potter book in elementary school we had to do for AR points (laughs) those were the big AR point Uh I remember that what is your worst habit worst habit Uh, probably taking myself too seriously what app on your phone gets the most use Twitter what is the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in? Ooh, um, probably when I was younger. I was riding my bike down a hill, and, um, I ran over a Chihuahua. A Chihuahua ran in front of me. I ran over it, did a full flip over my bike. Uh, I had to be taken to the ER because they thought I fractured and broke my ribs, but nothing happened, just bruised. How was the Chihuahua? Uh, I don't know. I don't <laughs> like that thing. <laughs> <laughs> what is your idea of happiness? Um laughing, being just smiling, being able to bring happiness to other people. What is your idea of misery? Boring, bland, rainy, cold. What makes you self-conscious? Uh, not doing what I know I can do. What is the most embarrassing song you love? I'm going to get some something for this. Uh, Top of the World by Bridget Miller, The Girl from Good Luck Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> How would you prefer to die?
0: My sleep. If you were reincarnated, what would you like to come back as and why?
3: Um, probably like an eagle. I so just want to fly, be able to see everything. What might prompt you to lie? Uh, protecting other people. What makes you hopeful? The future, just being able to not know what the future is and it be in my hands. Not knowing, but being in control of it. Yeah, being in control of it.
0: What is our purpose in life?
3: Uh, Be happy, learn from others, uh, have your family, grow old. Regardless of who it is, what is one
0: question you'd ask the next guest?
3: Why'd you come here? What's your favorite thing? Like, what's your favorite thing about Austin P? Mm -hmm. What's yours? Uh, probably being around Clarksville friends my family and all these new guys
0: you got you got time ahead you know you're kind of hitting the the midway point of your Austin Peay career what is your what's your hopes goals and dreams for the next couple of years while
3: you're still with us and then beyond Uh, hopefully to do what I know I can um, so the rest of the, the world can see who I am um, Be able to win a championship here, um, create bonds with these guys that I'll have the rest of my life, um, and hopefully be able to get out of here and keep playing baseball once I'm done here. Well... Hopefully you're not overlooked like you were coming out of high school. But the way you've been
0: playing, I don't think Daddy that's going to be a problem. Way, uh Gary, thank you for coming I'm in today, man. Boy, I appreciate it. i so you gotta
2: meet my mama first. Let you whip the coupe around, just use the seatbelt first. New shoes, new clothes, and a Chanel purse. Vacant in the Hamptons got a lazy you know curse. Love dancing, handshakes in the Hamptons, and getting drunk in the mansions with you. And you look so classy.
0: Big thanks to Garrett Spain for coming in, taking a few minutes out of his day. Uh always good to talk with our baseball players as we look around. Uh we have nothing to preview this week. That's a bit of a bummer. Sad. It is sad. <laughs> Uh but we can talk about the the bubble, the NBA bubble, and I I believe I said last week, boy, I got that uh, Denver thing all wrong. Well, Denver,
1: well, then Jamal Murray excited. <laughs> righted you were right. the ship, <laughs> Jamal Murray, boy. Ooh, him and him and Donovan Mitchell, that was just call that putting on a show.
0: That was that was good times. It's I nice that. to see
1: guys like uh, Jokic show that big men are still a thing in the NBA.
0: Jokic and Gobert had them some battles as well. Oh, that yeah, was fun. I I mean Gobert Gobert does as good a job on Jokic as any big in the NBA. I give him he's, a ton of credit. He's the only
1: one that can guard Jokic. Like truly, like he's the only one with the size and athletic ability I think to really hang with Jokic.
0: Well, he's only he's one of the few centers in the NBA who I think make a huge difference in a straight up man to man. There's very few
1: centers in this league that can guard Jokic, especially skinny Jokic now because he's a little a qu- little quicker, a little he, light on. He's got a little quickness,
0: his but uh, Gobert is. He's a stout boy.
1: He's a stout fella. The Stifle Tower. The Stifle Tower. The question is, how the Jazz going to keep him? They cannot. He's super max eligible, but uh, I hear I, Donovan
0: Mitchell hates him. Well, <laughs> now if that's the case, then you make you make Donovan Mitchell happy first, and then you figure the rest. Tell Rudy out Gobert
1: that if Donovan Mitchell doesn't want him, he can kick rocks. I
0: mean, yeah, you have to, and I say that as a firm Rudy Gobert apologist. I I think he's great. I I love what he brings to any team. I mean. Your two-time Defensive Player of the Year. You can play the old basketball a little bit, but Donovan Mitchell just spent two Good. weeks dropping fifty.
1: It hurt watching every him other he night. He thought he hit that shot. How Conley put up that shot? Oh, with him standing there, you're right. Yep, that's just a, yeah. That's what I meant. He's just that picture I saw it. He's just like, yeah, the one where he's just standing and the straight ball. up, and Conley's like
0: twisting, throwing the ball towards the bucket. And he, the ball looks like it's dropping it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That was a fun series. That was a good time. That was a good series. I I really I would much prefer that than, you know, whatever's happening in I know it's going seven, but the Houston Oklahoma City series just This series should not be in seven. Houston should have rolled over this team.
1: And I'll stand by that.
0: Oh yeah? Well, here's the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna offer you a take. No, I, I I'm, I'm gonna, ready. I'm ready. I'm gonna offer you a take. Uh James Harden doesn't want it. James Harden does not want the basketball. And I don't know if this is a byproduct of Russell Westbrook, just, all right, I'm taking over the end of basketball games, and it doesn't matter who's on my team, which, in fairness, he did that when Kevin Durant was on his team. And it seems to work out pretty well. No, it doesn't. You don't think so? No, because here's the thing. Harden made a three with 450 to go uh, in, I don't even remember what day it is now. Game six, whatever game six was, whatever day that happened, Harden had a three, 4.50 go, and proceeded to shoot three times in the final four and a half minutes of that game.
1: I would much rather have him have the ball than Russell, but I don't oh. hate Russell Westbrook having the ball.
0: I don't hate Russell Westbrook having the ball either, so I'm forced to ask, all right, if this is your guy, if Harden's your guy, if this is your score, this is your go-to, and he only shoots the ball three times in the last four and a half
1: minutes, whose fault is that? Oh, it's his. I think it's his. I think he can get the ball if he wants the ball.
0: I think if James Harden – and it doesn't – I know Westbrook can be a little much. I think if Harden wants the ball, Harden's going to figure out a way to get the ball. He does it the other 45 minutes of a
1: game. Why couldn't he do it for the last three? Who wins game seven? I think Oklahoma City. Chris Paul just going to will it? Will it to a win? I mean, that's what he's been doing. He's just – is he mad that they traded him? I think he's mad. The, I think he, I think he and Harden have some kind of thing. I think they hate each other. I, I kind of get that same vibe. What's going to happen with the Rockets? They're, I mean, they're never going to win a title. I think they have to blow it up. Do You have to blow it up. I, I, I think they have to blow it up, but also I don't think they have anything anyone wants. People want James Harden. Do they? Maybe as like your number two. Do you? I think so. Okay, you pair. Who are you pairing him with as the know. number two? Who? Send, to, send to Miami. Let's see what him and Jimmy Butler can do. Or kill Jimmy each Butler. other? Yeah. They yes. kill each other. No, actually. I, I know exactly what they do. No, that's actually what I would like to see. Uh, and, I mean, Russ has. Send to the draft. That might, that might work. You've got Donovan to take the big shot.
0: Whether you've got three guards. Yeah, and what's Utah sending back that you want?
1: Nothing. Joe Ingles. Jingle juice. <laughs> it, I mean, they traded. The Knicks. The Knicks won him. James Harden to the Knicks. Locked in. <laughs> Kevin Knox, R.J. Barrett. James Arden.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and Westbrook, I mean, he's completely untradeable because one of the few guys they could have traded him for, they traded to get him. Mm-hmm. Like, they just – they there's this bad contract it's roulette that they can't Russell do. Does Russell Westbrook either? No. Not at his age. Them. The
1: Lakers would take him just because they need somebody that's not Avery Bradley. N- not at his age and his shooting ability. He can't shoot. He still can't shoot. No. It
0: doesn't matter. Golly, Airball in the mid-range is like you did the well, other night. Well, it was why really take something. the mid-range?
1: I don't know. I, 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 get, I get My like, brother argues that the mid-range is the best shot in basketball because everybody should be able to. Mi- no, why would you shoot the mid-range when you get two same points for a layup or you get more points for a three? If you shoot the mid-range, you're wrong.
0: If you have a good mid-range game, shoot the mid-range. If you're just shooting mid-range because no one's guarding you there, that's the wrong reason to be doing it. Or just don't do it ever. Oh, Russ doesn't have good
1: three-point shooting, and... Get to the basket, Russ. That's all you're good for. Well, he's he's kind of a psycho out of control there. Well, he's also on the wrong side of 30 now, isn't he? He's got to be, right? Yeah. I mean, he's a college guy. He went to UCLA for at least one. Yeah. He's been... He was on... I mean, what's Durant? If Durant's 34, Westbrook. Is Durant 34? I feel like he's in that range, maybe. I don't know. However old Durant is, Westbrook's not that much younger.
0: I mean... Let's see. I'm pretty sure Westbrook got drafted in 08. So, if he's, he was 20 then, so that's 12 years ago. So, yeah, he's on the wrong side of 30. I mean, mm. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what having either of those your two best players does for you anymore. Lose, uh, to, oh, a, uh, lose you, you, to a Thunder team with
1: Chris Paul as their number one option. Don't hate on SGA. Okay.
0: He, he's not looked good a couple of times this series,
1: but I'm,
0: I really like Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I think he's really good. He's fine. Glad he got out of Charlotte. This week in Scratch This Calamity Off the
1: 2020 bingo card, Yellowstone Geyser. The giantest geyser. The giantest geyser. Hasn't blown in six and a half years. Has now. It has now. As a part of increased volcanic activity at uh, Yellowstone Geyser Basin. Which is the world's biggest supervolcano, for those of you who don't know? Increased volcanic activity is a fairly alarming <laughs> word. I swear, that's the headline I <laughs> read on Twitter said, Giantist <laughs> geyser blows for the first time in six and a half years. No, it doesn't. As a part no, n-
0: giantist geyser blows? Giantess.
1: Oh, okay, sorry. I thought you were just using terrible grammar. No, giantess is the name of the geyser. Ah, okay. They're like The Giantist geyser blew for the first time in six and a half years as a part of increased activity at Yellowstone Volcano. Now what you want to hear? Not if you're in the air. Oh, well, actually, Any, literally the entire country. Is I was in gonna the say. I was gonna say like the whole western half of the United States. There's like maps you. Can, for, if you're bored, look up the map. There's a kill zone in which everything immediately dies in. There's a primary ash zone and like everything and that's covered in like twelve inches of ash like within a day. There's a secondary ash zone which is like six to eight inches I think. Then there's like the everywhere else in the country is covered with at least like one in or it might be a millimeter like all the way at the end, but it's still a millimeter of ash. Seems like a lot, if it's covering everything. Do You put a lot more research and effort into that than you do in
0: the lot of I watched things. a couple of
1: Yellowstone docs during our quarantine. You were watching Aerial America, which I did watch a couple of. I was watching Aerial I America. Am, I am, I am, am watching, watching Aerial America. <laughs> excuse you, sir. Uh, you watch Aerial America? I watch Yellowstone documentaries.
0: Speaking of things neither one of us are qualified to talk about, Haley Meyer has all your community service opportunities. Uh, see her now that we're back on campus, preferably while wearing a mask and social distancing, and she will get you in touch with whomever she can in order to get some community service hours logged.
1: You know how she can get in touch? Via the web and social media. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go P, or you can follow along on our official Facebook account called Austin P. Governors. Shout out to our friends, Eric and Robin, for all of the all the digital media content, the graphics, the videos they are putting out on all of those platforms. Let's go B.com for the dates, the news,
0: and the stories. Casey Go to and myself doing stuff over there. Got some social media reaction from Saturday. Uh, got a little piece on CJ Evans. Uh, got some stuff coming in the next couple weeks about many of our student athletes and staffers and fun stories and stuff that we can't usually get to, but we can right
1: now because there's nothing nothing else happening. But you know what you're going to need? You're eventually going to need tickets to get back into Austin Peace sporting event. And how are you going to do that? You're going to get in contact with our ticket gurus, Katie Locke, and her assistant, Johnny Appleseed. They have all the information you can use to get in the game. This week, we have seen Katie doing some work on how to sort out the hows and whys for social distancing in the Dunn Center for Basketball. And if you're a member of the Monocle Society, we're having an apparel sale at our BS insight right now. If you're not a member of the Monocle Society, well, maybe maybe you should think about uh, think about the mistakes you've made in life. Gobi, you're a, you're a member, aren't you? I sure am. How's that sale looking? Uh, it looks pretty sweet. It looks there's pretty a, sweet. There's a nice there's a quarter zip hoodie that oh, I'm like Monocle, Ooh. Monocle Society logo.
0: No, no, just regular old straight up. was a scarf too if you joined. Oh yeah, yeah you get yeah. scarfed up. Yeah, them scarves are sweet. i do not know to about that. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly on the website at let'scope.com slash podcast. Give us a radio view on the podcast five stars, five stars. And if you want to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on campus event. We should shout out, be the Jamal Murray to Casey's Donovan Mitchell. Tweet us. I'm at C Wilson225. He's at C underscore Craig 19. Love yourself, love each other. Talk to you next week. Goodbye.